Welcome to the Lioness Queen podcast. Your host, Reverend Dr. Marisha, founder, speaker, spiritual coach, and licensed minister, shares how she overcame the emotional trauma from divorce with her faith in God. Now let's jump into your daily dose of letting go of the past and living totally residue free. Here's your host, Reverend Dr. Marisha. Welcome back. Welcome back. I miss my listeners. (laughs) Well, I cannot believe we are almost halfway through the year 2020. Happy May. This month, we'll be focusing on identity and knowing who you are. You know, I always like to start with my handy dandy quote or poem in every episode. And so I found this um, quote by Craig Crepin um, that really blessed my soul. It says, as you awaken, you will become to understand that the journey to love isn't about finding the one. The journey is about becoming the one. <laughs> Woo! I tell you, that one right there just gave me life. Um, I, I have to give that one two snaps. So powerful. I mean, it's not about finding the one. It is about becoming the one. That right there, that part is what stood out for me. That is huge when you think about women and our identity, especially in relationships. Um, You know, because our role as a wife is so devoted to becoming a helpmate that we can easily become consumed with the role and hyper-focusing on our duties as a wife and even before marriage you know um, I would say we do we do the same thing we automatically start performing in a way like a wife so we are focused on well what I would say two things fulfilling the role and as a result of fulfilling that role we want to be accepted. Um, and acceptance is so huge when it relates to women. And I believe when God created um, what he called a suitable helpmate, you know, that that term, it means we are to complement our husbands, not to compete. And definitely God did not design that term in no way or no means as a dictatorship but complement each other on various levels but some kind of way we as women it's easy for us to get lost in performing these roles like God called us to do but in the same regard the sad part is We do not physically, mentally, spiritually, psychologically, and emotionally take care of ourselves 
while performing the role, while being that suitable helpmate. So, so it's like we begin to lose ourselves and we stop tending to our needs and our desires in a way that helps us grow. And it's so interesting. This is something God just, just um, told me that even before marriage, we as women, we tend to perform in those roles because that is what we desire. We, we ultimately desire to be a wife. So in the beginning, that is what we are trying to get that man to see in us if we can fulfill those roles, if we know how to cook, if we know how to clean, if we know how to be supportive, that we know how to be a good cheerleader. You know what I mean? And so we do all of these things to be accepted, but also to show that we are worthy of that role. And I would say we, we do it. I mean, it's almost like second nature to us to do it because that is something that we want ultimately in the end you know in a relationship um but sadly in the midst of doing it we lose our identity in a way that we um we stop tending to our needs and our desires and so i think a lot of pushback for from caring for ourselves is what? It's fear of rejection. We, you know, we don't want to be rejected. And especially if you've been rejected in relationships previous, I hate to say it, that's in the forefront of your head. And it's in the forefront subconsciously and you don't realize that you do it automatically, consciously. You know, we want to be accepted. And as a result of our journey, um, we focus more on pleasing the one versus becoming the one. And so, you know, um, I got to let that marinate on myself because, you know, I've been there. But God wants you to know and me to know that we are special too. And you have a voice too. And you can pursue dreams and goals as well. A suitable helpmate does not mean a floor mat. It doesn't mean that all your goals must be put on hold so your husband can fulfill his. If this is the first ministry, then there should be love on both sides of the coin. Problem is that in many marriages are so lopsided and one-sided and so it's neglected you know to the point where you don't really realize how not caring for yourself goes by the wayside because you put so much energy and synergy in caring for your husband that you don't even realize what you need let, let, let me move on but I, I can talk about that because sadly 
so many women are in this pandemic depending on their husbands for everything and put their careers, ambitions, goals on hold for the family, which I understand because we, a lot of us, you know, we don't want um, to send our little ones to daycare, especially if you don't have close family who, you know, would be able to take care of them, you know, and so I get it, I understand, you know, but in the same regard, there's no follow through on helping the wifey attain her goals when the family is able to do so. And so let me get off that because I can <laughs> I can talk about that for, for a long time. But so this month we'll be talking about identity and understanding who you are. So think about this for a moment. Let's say you were a billionaire. And did I say the word billionaire? Yes, I did. I said the word billionaire. And you wanted a new centerpiece for your kitchen table in your sunroom. You wanted something flashy and radiant, something classy but simple. So you check around in various stores and kind of have a hard time figuring out what you want. One day you decide to go into Walmart and purchase a large, clear mason jar. Now, you know, mason jars are used in various ways, right? Like, you know, some are used for decorating, lighting. I've even seen them, you know, used for um, light fixtures, cups, flower vases. You know, they serve, they can serve multiple purposes. But let's say you had an idea to use a mason jar as a centerpiece on this kitchen table in your sunroom. Then you're trying to figure out what to do with the mason jar. Um, so you said you decide you had you had an idea, and so you decided to go to a very exclusive jewelry store and decided, hmm, I think I want to purchase diamonds to fill up my mason jar. Yep, I said that right. Diamonds, diamonds are a girl's best friend, right? So just flow with me. So now the question is, how many diamonds, you're thinking about this, how many diamonds do I need to fill up this mason jar you know I feel like the commercial how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop right let's find out so you're thinking about it you're thinking about it actually that you know it really would be challenging to determine but let's say let's say you decide you tell the person in the store you know what let's look around let me find first let me find the diamond I want and I don't want them, of course, I want multiples, so they don't have to be really big. And so you walk around the store, you're looking at, um, you think you want it to be about at one and a half carat. You tell the salesperson you want it to be colorless and flawless. And you only want round diamonds. And so 
you find the perfect one. And then you tell the clerk, okay, so, but I will need about a thousand of these. <laughs> and the clerk is looking at you like you're crazy. And so they're like, yes, I, you know, I would like to purchase a thousand. I'm pretty sure that needs to be ordered. Um, but yes, I would like to purchase a thousand one and a half carat colorless and flawless round diamonds like this one that we just picked out. And so now one diamond with no color and flawless, you know, I say, um, and so the one that you pick, let's say it's about 10,000 for just one diamond, okay? There were others, you know, you can find a colorless and flawless diamond for even about 20 G's, but the one you picked was only 10. Now imagine, you know, you are purchasing a thousand, right? And so the clerk is like, ooh, okay. So that would cost you a lot of money. You purchase it, uh, and then you have to wait on the diamonds to come in. The clerk calls you, hey, Miss So-and-so, your diamonds are here. You can come in and pick them up. Great. So you go in and pick them up. You're so excited about um, the centerpiece that you are creating. Then you bring the diamonds home. You put the diamonds in the mason jar in your sunroom, and you're like, hmm, there, it needs something else, something just to give it a pop of color. And so roses are your favorite flower, so you decide to go outside to your garden in the back and pick a red rose and place it one and just one and place it in the jar of diamonds so every morning as you eat breakfast in your sunroom the sun shines radiant beams on the clear jar that bounces light from the colorless diamonds within so you use something worthless and penniless as a mason jar and transformed it into a very expensive item in your home. Well, if we, we think about it, would the jar feel special because of all those expensive diamonds are in it? Or would the jar just still feel like a regular mason jar? Does the value of the jar change? Or, or does the value change only based on what lives in it? Something to think about, right? But if we think about 2 Corinthians 4, 7, that says, but we have this treasure in an earthen vessel that the excellency of the power may be of God and not us. Mm, mm, mm. So let's go back to the mason jar. The mason jar is you, lioness queen. And those diamonds represent the treasure within. As you know, the mason jar represents our physical bodies, 
which are only a vapor, frail, breakable, and inconsistent with flaws. But God decided to put a treasure inside of something frail and breakable. He decided to trust you enough to put a treasure within. Now, I'm going to ask the question again. You know, does a mason jar still think it is just a regular jar with value, something valuable in it, or does it really believe that it is special now because of the treasure that was chosen to be placed in it, that was selected to be placed in it? Or or should I say, do you believe that there is a treasure in you that makes you special, that makes you valuable, that adds to your life? This 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 is the problem. This is the disconnect. When we do not believe what God has placed in us, it is all about taking ownership. God, God wants us as women to accept the gift that he has put in us. Accept the value. Accept the treasure within you. What, what, what is the treasure? It is the light of God's glory manifested in you for the world to see. God wants you to share his light with the world, Lioness Queen. Sadly, we we either hide the light, we don't take ownership of the light placed in us, or we do not believe that God could give us such a treasure due to guilt, shame, something that we've done, a sin. We don't feel like we can live up to his standard I mean it it really could be an array of things and we don't feel worthy but our light is not contingent upon our works of following you know all of the do's all of the don'ts it's by his grace that is so freely given you know if we think about it this scripture is coming from Paul himself. And Paul described God as shining his light into his heart, penetrating the darkness, right, of of Paul's unbelief and revealing God's glory to Paul through faith. And if you know his story, I mean, Paul, Paul was a chief Pharisee of the Pharisees. You, you, know, you understand? Like he was the chief prosecutor, not prosecutor, but persecutor um, of Christians. And he, I mean, he was like none other. You know, he felt like he was the law. He felt like he was above the law, you know. And then one day, one day, He was on his way to Damascus and had an experience that changed his life forever. I would call what what Paul had was an awakening experience that led him 
to the truth. Lioness Queens, God wants you to have awakening experience where you realize the light that is within you or, or, or should I say the treasure within you he freely gave you. You, you you know we have to realize the cost of the light there was a cost and because of that cost we should have more of appreciation for who God is and what he has done and sacrificed for us You know, the enemy doesn't want you to value the treasure or light in you. He wants you to focus more on what happened to you than what what God has deposited within you to handle what happened to you. Let let, let me say that again because I want that to, to really resonate and marinate. The enemy doesn't want you to value the treasure or light in you. He wants you to focus more on what happened to you than what God has deposited within you to handle what happened to you. So, hmm, what does all that mean? What does that really mean? I'm glad you asked. (laughs) The enemy wants to distract you in a way that takes the focus off of what God has put in you and more on what has happened to you. That's really all it means. In a, in a, in a, that's really all it means. And we do that very easily. We do it very easily. As a result, in general, we get so caught up and stuck on what happened to me. What, 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 what happened to me? And so it's, it is we go down we go down this road right we go down this negative road we go in this tunnel and when you when you begin to go in this tunnel it's hard to get out of the tunnel because this is what the enemy this this i mean this is this is the wiles of the enemy this is the trickery of the enemy so let me focus on what happened to me because it's about me so so it's about who cheated on me who disrespected me, who lied on me, who hurt me, right? You know, um, the disrespect thing, you know, that's huge with some young people. You know, the word respect when often used so loosely, it's used so loosely, especially, you know, with this generation Z, you know, and they really don't cognitively understand the depth of that word respect and what it encompasses and requires, you know, in a nutshell, it's really more about someone else um, making them look in a certain way or making them look bad that they deem is not up to how they feel they are privileged to be treated. I'm sorry, I, I got sidetracked, but it said, you know, we have people in the world and, and really it's not even all young people, but people even kill over, over that word, you know, and they don't even understand the sacrifice of earning the word respect. Okay, let me let me go back. Let me go back. I got sidetracked. So let's get back to the treasure within. So the question lies in how do we appreciate the treasure, the gifting, the light that God has placed in you? So think about this. I was like, oh God. I, I you know, I even myself, I, I was like, ooh. Okay, so think about last week, just last week, 
And everything you did last week, how many times did you think about what someone did to you or said to you that bothered you in some way? You know, whether it's a comment or an action, and it literally consumed your thoughts. Overtly or covertly, you know, it, it literally consumed you to the point where it was all you thought about. Think about that. Now, maybe, you know, it wasn't last week. Maybe it was the week before. Maybe, you know, you can think about within the month. But I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure that that has happened, at least within the past month, recently. But whatever the case, there definitely has to be something that consumed your mind to the point where the enemy has distracted you in a way that you thought about what happened to you. Now, on the flip side, you ready? (laughs) Tell me, when is the last time you reflected on the treasure within? The indwelling of the Holy Spirit, the gift of salvation, the light that has been deposited in you, the salt that seeps through your pores, the peace that passes all understanding, the joy of the Lord. When is the last time those thoughts consumed your being, consumed your mind, consumed your subconscious? This, this is where God is trying to get us to evolve to. The world right now is in a, is in a panic. The world right now is in a frenzy. The world right now is scratching his head, trying to figure out how to save the world when Jesus already came to save the world. He already came to set the captives free. He already prayed the, paid the ultimate price. He already provided instructions on how to heal the land. He has already foreseen our ladder shall be greater. But but we must not be consumed by the distractions of life. Amen. It is time for us as lioness queens to have an awakening and experience. I understand the pain. I understand the hurt. I understand the bitterness. I understand the anger, the shame, the anxiety, the depression, the loss. I get it. Experiencing a divorce is a loss that is quite heavy, especially when it's not something that you wanted. You didn't ask for it. You didn't think it would happen to you. But when you lose that relationship that was your world, it was devastating. I get get it. I've been there. You know, I've been there. I I felt what you you have felt. Now, Now, here are some of the biggest tricks the enemy loves to speak, loves to suggest in your subconscious to make you focus on you To make you focus on what happened to you. And it's so subtle. It's so quiet. That we go down this tunnel and listen to it. Enemy says, how you gonna live now? What people gonna say? How, How you gonna financially pay your bills? You depended on him so much. You didn't even know what we, how you going to know what to do? Huh? How are you going to take care of the kids all by yourself? What is your church 
and your family gonna think since y'all both Christians y'all go to the same church what, what they gonna say are your children gonna live with you or their dad you know the children think it's your fault cause you fuss at them all the time he you know he really didn't want the marriage because you went to church too much it's you know it's your fault he cheated because you really didn't give him a lot of time you were either always at church or doing something with the kids you know you really neglected him oh I'm telling you the enemy his trickery and wiles I'm telling you are so deceitful all of these questions and suggestions the enemy uses to distract you from realizing who you are do you hear me? He must distract you from realizing who you are and realizing the treasure within because if that giant ever wakes awakens in you and you realize who you are, whoa, I'm telling you, the enemy is really scared of you. But we, it's time for us to awaken the giant within you. Where is that giant? God is asking. God wants to come out. God wants to show the world the light that he has placed in you. Where is that giant? I know for myself, when I separated from my ex, let me share some of my examples. Let me share some things he suggested in me. The enemy, you know, had, had me going down the tunnel. Like I said, I've been there, Linus Queen. I know. So, that's what he said. He said, so, you was with someone that long and it didn't work out? That that was 24 years. How how you going to find someone late in the game now? You know, you're a lot older. All the good ones are really taken. You've always been Mrs. Right and now... You got to go back to your old name. How how you going to deal? How you going to live without this relationship that you've had since you was 18? Do you realize, you know, it it probably was some of your fault because really you know, he was kind of skeptical in the beginning and really, you know, it took him a long time to marry you. You know, that should have that should have made you aware of that he didn't really want. He didn't really want to be married. How, you know, how do you fit now into the world as a single person? What, you know, was it was it something about you that made him not want to be married anymore? You know, you kind of went to church a lot. You know, he went on Mother's Day. You know, Christmas. You know, he only went on certain days, and so, you know. Maybe it was because you went to church a lot. I mean, he threw them at me. He, he, and I know he's been throwing them at you. All these suggestions, all of these, they are distractions. They're distractions. And I must admit, I did give in. I did give the enemy a listening ear for a minute because it validated all of my negative feelings towards my ex which in a nutshell made me feel better in a weird way. But that is not where God wanted me to be. 
He did not want me to be in that place and that space. He did not want me to have ill will toward my ex. Those are what, what I call, what we would call strongholds that take root when you do not address the distraction and focus. And you focus more on what happened to you than what God, the gift, the light, the treasure that is within you. The treasure within will validate the exotic flower that you are. Beautiful, rare, vibrant, colorful, and bright ray of sunshine that you do not realize God is so into you. He loves watching you. He loves being with you. He loves hearing your voice. He loves holding you while you sleep. He loves wiping the tears from your eyes. He loves protecting you from harm. He loves smelling the aroma of your hair. He loves sending you his only son for you. He loves all of you. He loves affirming who you are and the treasure he put within you. But you gotta treasure the treasure. Lioness Queen, you have to treasure the treasure. I remember, I remember for myself my awakening experience. And I mentioned this before, but I had, you know, I had thoughts of not wanting to be here. And God asked me the question. Do you know why, baby girl, do you know why the enemy is attacking your mind with this level of intensity? My daughter, do you know? And at the time, at first, I didn't know the answer. You know, I, I, because at the time, my thoughts were so focused. I mean, hyper-focused on what he, he did to me. He hurt me, daddy. He stabbed me in the heart, daddy. So I want you to get him. Because what he did to me, I was focused on the wrong thing. Linus Queen, you were focused on the wrong thing. I didn't have a clue. I didn't understand why these thoughts were coming. But he said to me, it is because of the call on your life, baby girl, my daughter, and the ministry I have been trying to birth in you. It is not about you. Stop making it about you. My promises are yay and amen. My hand isn't whacked short. I am the God who opens doors no man can close and closes doors no man can open. Do not discount my authority, my power, and my provision. It is not about you. This was my awakening experience, y'all. From that perspective, from that experience, I realized the enemy was trying to stop my purpose and my destiny. And that is what he is trying to do to you. The enemy has been trying to stop your purpose, Linus Queen. 
You must awaken the giant within you. What, what, what are you, whatever you are going through is not about you. It is about the ministry that God is trying to birth in you that he wants to come out. What is it? What is it? This is not the time to get stuck. This is not the time to quit. This is not the time to look back. This is not the time to focus on what happened to you. You may never know the real truth of what happened and why it happened. Sometimes God doesn't reveal everything to us for our protection, for our sanity. Did you hear me? Sanity. There's a thin line between sanity and sanity. And sometimes we don't even realize what we cannot handle. You don't know how many times God has protected you even in the midst of you not totally surrendering or believing God is able. Awaken the giant for it is your time. It is your season. It is your purpose. It is your destiny. The world needs you. The world is crying out for someone like you to rise up. Don't allow daddy to give your purpose to someone else. You become the one who answers the call. You become the one who answers to his voice. Who is willing to fight the good fight of faith? Who is willing to intercede for people you don't know? Who is willing to intercede for people who can't intercede for themselves? Who is willing to say yes? Ooh, I didn't got I didn't got myself worked up. But what you're going through, Linus Queens, is it's not about you. It is about the kingdom and the work God has for you to do in the kingdom. Ooh, I can't believe my time is gone. This was heavy today. It, this was really heavy. I want you to do this exercise for me, Linus Queen. You know, I always like. Um, you to do exercises and really um, think about the truth and think about different things. Um, so instead of thinking about what your ex did to you and all of the negative things that happened in the marriage, I want you to write down the positive things that either you learned, you experienced, or you achieved in the midst of the separation and or divorce. Then secondly, write down what you think God is trying to awaken in you. What is that giant? <laughs> he wants that giant to come out. And so write down what it is. And ask God to give you wisdom and revelation knowledge to make it happen. See, we think we got to have all the ducks in a row. We got to have this connection. We got to have this network. God, I got to have this amount of money. I need to pay off these bills first. You know, before I can, you know, start investing in this and that or the other, you know. But God doesn't need you to do anything. He really doesn't even need you. If you think about that, I mean, it, you're not even in the equation. You know, you, you. if you're thinking God needs you to do all these things, you are thinking too small. God is trying to promote and elevate new lioness queens like none other. I cannot say this enough, but we must be willing to trust daddy. He got you. He got you. 
Lastly, I want you to remember that this is not about you, but the work you are willing to do for the kingdom. This is a time, it's about kingdom building. This world, like I said, is in a panic, a frenzy. This is all about kingdom building. It is about a kingdom mindset and knowing that you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. You are a peculiar lioness queen. But God wants you to believe the treasure in you. Amen. Amen. So let's go ahead and declare our weekly chant over our lives. Amen. Repeat after me. I am a lioness queen. God wants me to rise up. He wants me to take my rightful place as the queen I am. He wants me to be residue free. Intentional in my fight. Stand on the word of God. Realize I am a masterpiece. I am. I am. I am enough. I am a lioness queen with a purpose. Amen. Amen. for joining the lioness queen podcast please subscribe and write a review you can find me on itunes spotify google podcast and even iHeartRadio. i would love to hear how this message empowered you come back next tuesday at 3 p.m for more from your lioness queen